Hey, everybody. It's Paul Carruthers from Moto America. I'm the communications manager for the racing series, which is the home of the AMA Superbike Championship. I'm joined in our broadcast of Off Track with my cohort in Ohio, Sean Weiss. Uh, how are you today, Sean? Hey, I'm great. We're anticipating a polar vortex here any moment. So, uh, you know, that's going to be fun. You ever heard of that before? I've heard of it, but it doesn't mean a lot to me because um, we don't have much of any vortex vortexes here, especially not polar ones. Just vortex sprockets on motorcycles, probably. Yeah, it's supposed to get below zero at some point here, but uh, it shouldn't be too bad in central Ohio. But up uh, up north, they're talking like 50 and 60 below with the wind chill, I guess. So it's pretty nuts. So what, what uh, as someone that's not from that sort of weather, what, what, is, what do you do there? Do you just get drunk and go bowling or what? Well, you know, when I was a kid, I mean, I couldn't really do it now, especially when it gets that cold. But, you know, in the winter, I used to do a lot of snowmobiling. In fact, that was my connection to motorcycles uh, um, was we snowmobiled a lot. And then, you know, when it came time for me to be old enough to ride a street bike, that's that's how that kind of progressed. But but yeah, I mean, I, I equate it to going to other places in the summer, like, you know, Texas or whatever, where it's so hot, you really can't even be outside um, here, it's just so cold. You really can't be outside. So it kind of flips, flip flops a little bit. Although I will say there are some times in Ohio where it gets so hot, you really can't be, be outside either. So, so it just um, sucks all year. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Plus I tend to enjoy to live, Sean. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thankfully, uh, I, I, ha I kind of like room temperature, which I hear that's what San Diego is like all the time. So yeah, you made a better choice. Um, for well, where your mom and dad live, where you grew up, that's for sure. And, and, uh, yeah, that's room temperature, isn't it? Most of the time. Always. Yeah. Hey, one of the things I wanted to mention was, um, you know, we've, we get pretty good feedback on what we've been doing. People like it a lot. They, they talk about, um, on their commute or in the car. Somebody even the other day said they, they like to ride, drive in the car with their kids and listen to the podcast. So I immediately realized that, uh, I, you know, I said, S-H-I-T last week, which is about the worst thing I usually ever say. So, But uh, anyway, um, but one of the comments that people have made is that, you know, we don't necessarily uh, talk about or break uh, the latest news on things. And there is a reason for that. And I've explained that to some people that generally in Moto America, we like to announce new things and exciting news via press releases. And then we'll come on our podcast and talk about those announcements or you know, amplify some things that have come up during the week or whatever. Um, or we'll have a guest on and just talk to them in general about, you know, what, what they're doing in this series. And it, it helps to put a face to those people with the helmets on. Um, so I think that's the real purpose of our podcast. But it sounds like, you know, today uh, we're talking to somebody that it, I'm not sure how, if we'll be able to break this news or if we're going to be following up on it pretty quickly. But we've got a pretty good scoop, I think, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. Um, and back to your cursing, I, I shit's like the the cleanest <laughs> word I ever say. So I, I'll apologize to all those <laughs> parents. You know, I when I I've obviously with two kids of my own that are now fully grown. So I think I put my time in of not being able to cuss. Um, so now I'm kind of making up <laughs> for it on this podcast. But unfortunately, that that means that somebody else's kids are listening to it. But you know, just it's probably just one of those uh, <laughs> do as I say, not as I do type things. So kids out well, there, don't the heck, the way the way people are, 
the way people are binging on, uh, you know, Netflix and these programs now, it seems like a lot of these shows, uh, they don't have uh, any need for doing any kind of a parental uh, discretion on stuff. So I think the kids are learning some stuff quicker than we used to anyway. Yeah, so. I think it'd be hard to raise kids at this point because of uh, all the stuff that's <laughs> out there. It's like I watch it and some of it's a little even too much for me. But anyhow, back to <laughs> back to our guest. Um He's uh, he's actually from from my part of the world uh, down in San Diego. He's still there. I'm up in Orange County now. And uh, he's a he's a Chargers fan and a Padres fan. He may not be a Charger fan anymore. I haven't talked to him since they moved, but I continue (laughs) to be a Charger fan, as you know. I know he's a Padre fan. And uh, I think he's even got like his little chest protector thing that goes under the, the front of his leathers has the the Padres uh, SD on there. So I, I, I always see that and it, it makes me smile. So if you haven't already guessed it, um, our guest today is Jake Gagne. And uh, as I said, Jake's from San Diego. Uh, Jake is our 2015 Moto America Superstock champion. Um, he came in that year, which is which was our first year of, of doing this. And he just dominated. He won 11 times and probably ended that year thinking, oh man, this is easy street and uh, we'll make an easy going of this and and I'll just win championships until I feel like stopping. Then things got a little tougher because um, he, he moved up to Superbike class and, and he was with Danny Walker's team and he ended up 10th in the points and they had electronic issues and just all just, they just seemed to always be scrambling that year. Um, and then in 2017, kind of the same deal. They They just they just had some some bad breaks and some mechanical issues and and things like that. So last year we we actually lost Jake and he went to uh, he went to the World Superbike Championship uh, with Honda, which we were all thrilled about. Um, it's always I mean one of our goals here is to get Americans over there in racing. I think he did quite well. He finished seventeenth in the championship, which. Um, it doesn't even roll off the tongue that easily. When you think of Jake Gagne, you don't 17th and Jake Gagne don't seem to go together. But when you consider what he was up against, um, again, he was on the Honda. Uh, most people don't believe that's, that's the motorcycle you'd want to be on right now, especially in world Superbike. And there was some struggles there. Um, but anyways, I, I want to bring Jake in. I want to talk to him about his world Superbike. Um, his efforts there last year. And I also want to talk to him about what he's got going on this year, because I think it's going to, uh, you know, it's obviously going to be something that makes a lot of Moto America fans happy. I know it makes you happy and me happy. So um, let's bring mm. Jake in and, and Jake, welcome to the show. And uh, it, it's nice to have you back. All right. Thanks for having me. It's uh, It's been too long since I talked to you guys, huh? Yeah, it's, it's funny. You're uh, you're, you were well missed in the paddock. I can tell you that I think, you're one of those guys that uh, that everybody likes to spend time with, and then and you make people laugh and you make people smile, and everybody misses you walking around in those you know little sandals that you wear since you don't own any <laughs> shoes. So it, it will be nice to have you back, and and I think um, from texting with you this morning, I think you're you're happy to be back. So why don't you just go ahead and start this thing by telling us how you're coming back and with whom. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we on a BMW and, and Superbike with Shy Racing. Um, and you know that we've kind of watched their program grow over the last couple of years. And I, you know, I don't know Steve all that well quite yet. Just saying hi, uh, here and there the last couple of years. But, um, uh, you know, we kind of got to talking and 
uh, yeah, you know, guy, how things are out there right now. And um, Steve's a great guy, and I've, I've kind of watched this program grow, especially this uh, this end of la- this last year. I think with Danny on the thing, they were going pretty good. So um, I'm just excited. I'm excited to be back in the Moto America paddock. You know, it's uh, I missed all you guys. I missed all the fans. I missed the racetracks. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm ready to get back, get to work, and um, just keep having some fun and keep learning and try to try to build uh, this program and take it step by step. You know, it's funny, Jake, um, we had circled Laguna Seca on the calendar, not just because we knew we were going to be with World Superbike, but we knew we'd get a chance to see you in the paddock. And it, it was a great thing to be able to see you and talk to you for a brief amount of time, even though we, we respected what you were doing and what you had to get done that weekend. It's ironic. You speak of uh, Shibe Racing and, and the team with Danny. You know, they had one of their best weekends that weekend, um, which was interesting. I think Danny was... I think he was in the top three in qualifying at one point there. Um, one of the things that, that's been interesting about that bike, and maybe you can give us some perspective from how it did in World Superbike as well, but um, they say that the bike does, definitely does not lack for power. Have you gotten the same impression from what you understand of the BMW? Yeah, from what I understand, uh, horsepower is not much of an issue, which is, you know, that's a nice, that's a nice thing. I, you know, I got to ride around a lot with, who, uh, it was Baz on the BMW and World Superbike this year. Um, I'm sure, you know, I don't know what the differences are, you know, bike to bike here to there, but, um, I just watching that BMW, it looks like a, a really nice bike to ride. Obviously, the power is really good. And what just myself watching Loris, um, on that thing at a lot of different tracks, uh, around the world this year, I was, I was really surprised, um, how well that thing looked. And you could see it too. Sometimes, you know, sometimes as Loris would hop on the back of Johnny or somebody and, be right up there in the top five, right? You know, so, uh, well, you know, we'll just see what, see what we can do. I know, like I said, it's got a good group of guys, so I just want to have some fun and get back to, get back to racing. Yeah, we're happy you're going to be back to it for sure. Um, one of the things I was wondering now, this kind of goes back to a quote or something I remember Ben Bostrom saying when he first went over to World Superbike. One of the comments he made about it is when you race in that series, you have got to be on it all the time. Not that you don't at Moto America, um, because clearly to be at the sharp end there, you 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 really do. But um, it's it's really I, I think I understand what he's saying by that is from the moment the weekend starts and when you're out on the track, um, you know, practice whatever you know you're going as as fast as you can, and even in a race, um, you know, there's no holding back right from the 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 green light um do you did you feel that did that seem different to you and what did you learn from that experience yeah yeah no doubt you feel it i mean it's just it, yeah it's a little bit more intense obviously i guess is, is how to put it i mean um but yeah you know those guys they come out they've been on the tracks they've been on the bikes for years now and they come out and third lap they're already at race pace you know third lap of the whole weekend and it's funny man sometimes we saw this year friday morning practice when the track's still cool Johnny Ray will go out and his third lap of the day will be the fastest of the entire day sometimes, you know? So, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you see those guys, they're just, they're really, really dialed in, not only uh, as great riders, but with their crew and uh, the setup with the bikes and the tires and everything. And, you know, there's just, there's a lot for me, there's just so, so much endless um, options and opportunities with these bikes and uh, learning all the different learning what to focus on, what to get distracted with. You know, it was a, it was a big, big, big learning experience. Um, just learning how to set up a motorcycle, learning all the different things without trying to put yourself, get yourself into trouble or dig yourself into a deeper hole. Cause I dug myself into some big holes this year 
on that front and landed on my head a couple times. And uh, honestly, the biggest thing for me this year was uh, in my, you know, I heard it from my team all the time to just relax and just kind of just let it come to you. You know, a lot of time I got a little bit too excited trying to go out there and do everything I can right away, but that doesn't always work. You guys know that. <laughs> mm. So Jake, mm-hmm. I just, but actually before, before our call here, I was, I was on the phone with the boss man, Wayne Rainey. And he said to ask you, he said when he, when he went to Europe for the first time and, and he was on that 250 and it was, it, it wasn't a very good year by any means. I mean, it, you know, it, to his standards, but he said he came back from there to race in America. And he said he, he had so much confidence from that season in Europe that it just spilled over and he just came back here expecting to do well. And, and he did do well. Do you, do you come back with, with some confidence from, from all the things you've learned? Yeah. And, and, you know, I guess all it comes down to is like you said, I, I just, I feel like a lot more wise of a, of a motorcycle rider now. I mean, even in a year, you know, you can, you can learn a lot and um, yeah, it's just a really, really steep learning curve. So I just got a lot more um, tools in my toolbox and regardless, either way, I think the biggest, the main thing is it'll just, I'll be a smarter racer, smarter rider, uh, smarter guy on the track. So um you know, you know. Before we go through far, Jake, one of the things I want to ask you about is, you know, it's pretty widely known that you're you're uh, you're you're gifted a gifted athlete in several disciplines, starting with uh, with surfing and on bikes. I mean, you you qualified and raced in a, a pro motocross event. I think it was at Utah. Is that right, Utah? Yeah, twenty fifteen. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people know that you're good on a dirt bike. Um, and obviously as a road racer too, with your championships in the world Superbike thing, but talk about, can you talk about what we heard recently? Now, Paul's probably seen you in person. I have not, I don't know if you are still in a cast or if you're not, can you tell us about that whole thing? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm still, I had surgery, um, three, two, three weeks ago. Uh, yeah. And boy, I've still got a couple more weeks, I think of, of crutches and non non weight bearing, um, but I mean, guess to I guess to back it up a little bit, I uh, you know this was this year. I like all throughout my years, motorcycle motocross has been a big part of my training program. And this year, with all or this last year during World Superbike, I uh, man, I probably rode after the fir- after February, I probably rode two or three times throughout the entire year, just because the travel was so gnarly, and I really wasn't even home that much, and I stayed in Europe a lot, or I stayed at my parents a lot, so I never really. Uh, got to ride any moto, which was a little bit of a bummer for me because usually I'm so busy riding, riding, riding something. Uh, and last year was more like flying, flying, flying and sitting, you know. <laughs> so that was a little bit different for me. But yeah, I mean, and then I get, yeah, and then, uh, man, I hadn't ridden in a long time and I went out to, uh, I was out in the desert on New Year's, just some friends. We were camping. We were just, uh, you know, we usually got in the years past, we've gone out to the desert and bonfire and hang out, you know. Uh, and yeah, I just had a little incident. I cased a little jump. And, uh, yeah, broke my tib and fit pretty good. So, oh, got some plates. Well, you did. I got did some you have screws. to have a rod or anything put in? Yeah, I got a couple plates. Oh, you did. Okay. It was, it's called a pylon fracture of the ankle. If you're familiar with that, I don't know, but either way, it's, uh, the good, the good, the beauty of it is it's only going to heal. So I'm just a little bit bored right now. You know, we've, 
(laughs) (laughs) We've talked about this in the past. And I mean, you know, you think, well, we talked to Garrett Gerloff recently and I I brought this thing up to him because he does a little bit of moto at Three Palms down in Texas where he lives. But I know a couple of years ago, and I know you know this, JD got hurt on a Uh dirt bike uh, doing moto. Scott Russell had a pretty big get off and and so did... uh, so did Josh Hayes a couple of years ago. I don't know if you were there that day, but uh, you may have been. Um, those dirt bikes are the devil. So, and I know you're big into it, but you—that's just part of your training. You, what's your it feeling comes, on you know uh, the kind of inherent danger in those? Things? I think it comes with experience more than anything else. I mean, I feel uh, I feel comfortable. I mean, and now I guess I can't jinx myself now, but I mean, honestly, the last time that I had a big a big injury on a motocross bike was when I was uh 13 or 4 12 13 14 probably on 85 um mm. you know and so it's the type of thing where man i've been riding a couple times a week for 10 years without having anything happen and you know it's it's not if it's when stuff happens you know uh mm-hmm. but i mean not to, that being said you know i go out every day with intentions and with somewhat of a calm mind and you know i'm just there to do my motos have some fun and go home safe but that doesn't always happen sometimes you know, we know that we're motorcycle racers. So now, yeah. Jake, I know you're a, um, I know you're a vegan, but has the doctor suggested maybe throwing down a few steaks or something to make the bones feel quicker? <laughs> no, no. I, well, and I, you know, I guess I'm not even fully a vegan, but I've been vegetarian for uh, oh, okay. couple, quite a few, quite a few years now. But uh, yeah, nobody's. I'm on my program on that one, Doc. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to your gun, Jake. I'm sure. You're talking to Tib Fib, it's funny, right as we were talking, I just got a text from uh, JP, and I'm sure you heard about what happened oh, to him over yeah, the weekend. Man. He was oh. uh, racing in Australia in a, at that uh, International Classic, which had a good turnout, good uh, yeah. team and crew of American riders, and, you know, Josh Hayes won a race, but JP sounded like he was the class of the field for the Americans until he had a big get-off, I guess, and did the Tib Fib, so... That was a bummer. Yikes. I just you saw a photo sympathize. of him, yeah, the other day, and he's got an external fixator in there and all that. I had a... Yeah, right before, what's that all about? Right before I went, I, I had surgery. I met my doc, you know, an hour before, and he's going through, like, you know, we're gonna, we gotta try to get two plates in there before the swelling and this and that, and He's like, man, we might have to put an external fixator on. And I'm like, dude, if, if I wow. don't even wake me up, if there's an external fixator on my leg, <laughs> just don't even <laughs> let it happen. I, and he, luckily, luckily he got it done. And cause that was a little bit of a worry is that I would have to have one of those things. And that would just not, you know, yeah, respect that, to JP. Yeah, had, there's a be, photo. There's a photo of him lying in bed with that thing on, and it looks like it's literally pushing your leg back into line or something. Yeah, like, well, that's basically what, what it is. is it's, like, it's like a cage that they, you know, and, and, the, and pins and stuff go in from the cage to to, to, yeah. keep, to straighten everything up. I guess. Yeah, you don't want any part of that. That's nuts. Yeah, that's brutal. I yeah. was, I was not about that. Yeah, I hope. Uh, hopefully, he heals up. <laughs> he heals up quick, and I'm sure. Hopefully, he can get out of because he's probably stuck in Australia. Hey, there's worse places. Yeah, I think to he's be still stuck. there. Yeah, that's <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> What do you mean, Paul? You got out of that country pretty early too. Yeah, I think so. I got dragged out screaming and kicking. <laughs> so, um, so t- tell us a little bit about going forward. Here, is it? Are you going to get to ride the bike? How long's the How long's the injury going to keep you out? Is there any plans to do any testing or what? Wh- wherever we stand with that? Yeah, we're still trying to work out 
the testing plan and, and whatnot. And obviously, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I go back to the doctor in, in three weeks and then we'll go from there. I don't really know yet, but, uh, so what, you know, either way, I'm sure it's, you know, and sometime during March and a March, I think, you know, but yeah. we're still, Steve's still working on a couple of little details before we kind of get to that point. I think, you know, now will you get the new motorcycle or is that something that's not going to be here for the start of the year? I don't, I don't believe so. Yeah. I think that, that is, uh, that program would take some time to, <clears throat> so okay. I think we'll be on the same stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I actually talked to Steve a little bit about this about a week or so ago. Um, and I, he had said that you guys will start the season with the, uh, old spec bike and that new one is, is crazy. I guess it's really something. And I've seen that, you know, in world Superbike, uh, you know, now that, uh, Tom Sykes is racing on that bike along with Marcus Reiterberger, um, it's the new spec motorcycle, which has a, quite a bit more horsepower and quite, quite different. So I don't know when it's supposed to happen, but your, your team owner and, and, uh, crew chief said that you'll at some point transition to that new bike. Awesome. So, um, but I guess, yeah, as new as great as that that one is now, that new one's supposed to be unbelievable. So that's cool, cool news. It, it, um, it nice. isn't in line four. Go ahead. It'd be nice oh. to have that in time for Road America. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You mean even yeah, how, how that it is? I think it'll that go pretty good right now. Yeah, I, think I heard Danny was doing yeah. pretty good down those straightaways last year. So that's right. Yeah, you know, they say the thing that was the, the, one of the issues, and I don't know, you know, this is not any kind of an indictment on Danny, um, but I mean, he, the, the bike was fast, but it was like sustaining that speed. Um, do you, you know, it, it's still a sprint race, but it goes on for a, a ways and maintaining that intensity from beginning to end of a race is is certainly a tough thing. And I guess that goes to what I was saying before, Jake, about, you know, keeping it on the gas throughout the whole the whole thing. Do you um do you are you in full concentration? Do you ever lose your concentration in a race? Let me ask you that. Um, no, 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 not so much. I'd say there was one race, race two in Portugal was the only one this year where I had a bit of a struggle keeping my stuff together. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, other than that, it's it's the team. You know, yeah, I kind of forgot where we were going with that. I started thinking about Portugal race too. Well, just, which wasn't, I wondered if it's hard to maintain that intensity during, yeah, during the race. And, that, you're right, you know. right. And I think that that was definitely one of the biggest things this year is, uh, man, those the intensity, even in, in even in practice and even in, in the race throughout the entire race, the the intensity. It, and coming from the years past, you know, I I didn't think I could really ride with any more intensity already. You know, I've always kind of been a guy that's given it my all till the end. Um, but I guess like I circling back to what I said earlier, it's kind of about not maybe not exerting more energy, thinking you're going faster, but just trying to be, be smarter about it. But, uh, but I think that's something that hopefully I can take in is that a little higher level of intensity and, you know, from the very beginning of the race to the end of the race, cause it's pretty, it is pretty, uh, intense. Now your 2017 yeah. season here, um, you know, I think, I think it seemed like they really started to turn around for you there at the end. So at least like probably your, your last memories of, of Moto America are probably pretty good. Well, not the very last one, because the very last one, you should have won that race and you crashed in the rain. But <laughs> prior to that, prior to that, you know, you had a couple of fourth places and, and things were starting to turn around. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, definitely. Towards the end of that year, uh, you know, obviously we, it was a lot of new, really new programs beginning of that year the new honda um 
And so the beginning of the year was, was, a, was a bit of a, you know, we were just really far behind with everything, with development, with parts, with, with you name it. Uh, and not only that, trying to learn all these systems and learn this bike and learn uh, all the stuff. And, you know, Scotty Jensen over there and Danny Anderson and Evan Steele and Danny Walker and Mick and all those, all those guys uh, worked harder than I've ever seen, than I've ever seen anybody work. And uh, just to be involved with those guys over the years, it was amazing. And it was amazing to see uh, what we could all kind of do as a team to, you know, on the good days and the bad days, but to kind of bring the program forward. And so, like you said, yeah, we finished the end of the year. Barbara, we were pretty fast. New Jersey, we were pretty fast. And, uh, so, you know, that's obviously a lot more enjoyable. So either way, I, either way, I always got a good taste in my mouth, that Moto America paddock guys. There you go. Well, ta- I, I hate to even keep asking you about this, but I take me back to that last race, because for those of you that are listening that don't know, I mean, it, it, the race was it, it was held in horrendous conditions, raining. We had to stop it because the rain was so hard. I didn't think it was ever going to restart again. The front straightaway was, you know, you could have swam laps in yeah. the thing and we, we'd push the water off and it'd come back on. I remember standing there at pit wall with, with some of the riders and we're looking at this going, there's no I way. I didn't think we were going. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were one of the <laughs> ones that were like, yeah, this isn't going to work. And, and, and somehow, you know, it kind of stopped and the sun came out a little bit and we were able to get rid of the water and, and off you guys took, um, and you, you, you were very close to winning that race. I think, I, I don't, I think you were, you were setting yourself up to pass Matthew Skoltz on the last lap when, when things went bad. Is that, <laughs> do you feel, do, do you feel comfortable riding in those conditions? Be, you know, it's probably a lot of, it probably feels more like motocross than road racing when it's pouring that bad. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I feel okay. And it, I mean, and that, that was, you know, that was like, so that was last lap. Uh, that was in turn two and, um, I mean, and, and that was, I knew I, I for me, I, you know, a podium looking back, a podium would have been amazing. It would have been the best way to end a year, but when you're on the bike, you kind of just want to win. And I just, uh, so that last lap kind of for me was doing everything I could to, to get up on Matthew. And I was, I got up into the, into the back of him and two and the back end stepped out. And I, you know, I, I was fast through that section. So I figured no matter what, I was going to go for it down into five in the Charlotte's web. Uh, but yeah, I didn't quite make it that far. And that was a bummer, man. I felt bad for the team, you know, and after all those hard work, we could have just, we could have walked away with the podium, but, um, you know, yeah, it's racing. a little hard to settle for more, second man. when first is right there. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to try, but. Hey, Jake, you, you, you mentioned, uh, Matthew Skoltz and of course, for people that remember when you raced in Red Bull Rookies Cup in Europe, Matthew was in that group too. And you guys kind of became friends. There's a, there's a pretty cool video clip out there of when you guys are younger and I think Matthew and you kind of chummed around a little bit and there's, it's a bit of a who's who of <laughs> riders in this day that are in that group. So when you raced over there, where I'm going with this is I'm wondering, did people in world Superbike remember you from that time period? Are there people on crews, riders that kind of brought that all back for that experience um, for you? Um, so- so yeah, there was definitely some guys that um, I think I had remembered or from Rookies Cup or I'd known from Rookies Cup, but I think a lot of it was just kind of new. And then, you know, the pen, uh, I can't say enough about the Moto America paddock, but even, you know, the paddock over there is, everybody's really, really cool. Everybody's really friendly. Everybody from the riders to the mechanics to, you know, anybody. So I, you know, I was able to, everybody was really nice. I made a lot of friends this year. I had a lot of, a lot of good times with uh, a lot of those guys and, um, so it is, it's a, it's a really cool atmosphere. It's a cool environment. I mean, 
you know, most of the time on Sunday, Sunday night, it's half the world superbike guys. We'd all be in some, you know, in, in Johnny or Eugene's RV and hanging out and everybody's, so it's just, it's a good atmosphere, you know, a really good atmosphere. And, um, and I had fun being a part of it, you know, but I do, I'm ready to get back hanging out with you guys. You know? It's funny with Chaz too, you know, when, when they come to Laguna Seca, it's the same thing with you. I mean, we, we see you as our guy. We just feel the same way a little bit with Chaz, even though he's not from yeah. this country, but having raced in our country, I, I'm sure you felt that a little bit too. Cause you, you raced with him then back then when he was in the U S right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, yeah, man, I've, I, I like Chaz a lot. I have good memories, uh, from, I actually remember when I was, I just turned 16, uh, and I was at New Jersey and I did a super sport race for team LTD. Uh, and that was just when I turned 16 after it was after rookies kept and ended that year or whatever. And, uh, we were in the garage at New Jersey and Chaz was parked. He was on that Aprilia. That was, uh, I can't remember what year that would have been, but, uh, he was on that Aprilia and, I never even met the guy before and he kind of came over to me and I obviously knew who he was and he just kind of, that was, that was my first memory of Chaz. He just kind of remember, I remember him coming That's over cool. and, and, you know, just being a, a guy at the track like nobody else, you know? So I, yeah, it's, it's That's cool. Yeah. A lot of good guys. We had a lot of good times with Chaz and, and Eugene, my teammate Leon is really, really cool. And, and Johnny and, and Tom and a lot of the, those guys are, they're, they're funny characters. So. <laughs> and they're good at riding motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you. So, h- how good is this Johnny Ray? I mean, he. Yeah. he I mean, he, I mean, you've obviously shared the track with him. Um, yeah. It, it, is he as good as it as it looks? Yeah, I mean, oh no, there's no doubt. He's. Uh, I mean, he's just so he's so 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 dialed in on every front. I mean, uh, the tracks and the bike and his 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 riding style suits that Cowie so well. I and mean, it's it's funny when you watch. I mean, you watch Johnny ride that Cowie, and then you watch. Tom last couple of years and Tom, you know, Johnny's just friends with the thing. Tom's never friends with the thing. And, uh, you know, so just seeing how smooth, how smooth Johnny ride. I mean, I remember I was, we were sitting in the, in the pool actually at Qatar. It's funny. Cause we wake up at Qatar, right. At like noon. And then we go to the pool for a few hours before we go racing. Uh, but we were yeah. talking about, awesome. uh, he was talking about, man, everybody, everybody gives me shit saying that i'm not trying you know because it looks like he's kind of not trying it looks like he's kind of just cruising around and being smooth and uh it was funny <laughs> talking hearing him talk about that because he's you know from, you hear from his mouth uh it's every every little possible thing he's got to to get that bike around like that but he does it in a, hmm. in a, in a resourceful and a smart way and you know so it's it's pretty cool it's cool to see what that guy can do Cool. Did, you, did you spend much time with PJ Jacobson? Um, I, I, and how well do you know him? And of course, you know, he's coming back in our series in Supersport, but um, he was on the same bike as you. So uh, were you connected to him much? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I talked to him quite a bit. Um, you know, and I never even really known PJ before. You know, he had been in Europe when I had been in the States and, and vice versa. So I'd really never known right. the guy. Um, but yeah, we were able to talk a lot uh, this year. And um, yeah, PJ is a, is a great guy. And I know he had some some struggles this year, and uh, you know we all had some struggles, but um, you know he had some good rides too. And it was kind of a bummer how the end of the year uh, worked out for him. But you know, hey Jake, I got one uh, question for you that Paul may know the the answer to this, but I don't. And so your dad's name is Jean Marc, correct? Yeah. Okay, French Canadian. I don't know right? the answer. Yeah, I, that's what I wanted to know because I, I've had some stories that I've told. Well, first of all, do you know what a toque is? Oh, geez. no. 
Oh, okay. It's, it's kind of a French Canadian word. It's, it's a, it's what you call a beanie in Southern California. But the reason I bring it up is Paul's laughing because I grew up pretty close to Canada, pretty close to Ontario. Uh-huh. So when Miguel and those and Steve Crevier and those guys were coming up through, they were kind of the local riders up in my area. And I, you know, I knew a lot about French Canadian culture and I've known a lot of Gagne's over the years and I know it's a French name, but I did not know the background of your dad, except that I knew his name is, where is he from originally? Um, you know, my grandma is, is French Canadian. Um, okay. But as far as beyond that, man, I don't really know, but my dad was born, so my dad was-, was born and raised in San Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But your background is French Canadian. At some point they came over. So yeah. Um, and then my whole mom's but, side uh, is yeah, really Irish. I got that. Whole okay. Thing. And there are a ton of Gagne's up in Ontario, Canada. It's so, it's so funny when you go up there, it's like, it's like Smith or something you know, in that area. So um, it's funny to hear it, but I always wondered about your dad because I knew his, your dad had a decidedly French Canadian or French sounding name. So yeah, um, that's cool. Okay, Jake. So I always knew you were a San Diego boy, but I didn't know that your father was. So it makes it sound like he's been there forever. Did he, he went to high school and everything in San Diego? Yeah, he's been uh, in San Diego his whole life. Well, until um, four, three or four years ago, they moved back to back East Virginia. But yeah, and and my mom as well. She, well, my mom was born in Florida, but then they went, uh, her and her six sisters all moved. They they moved to San Diego when they were really really young. So they both been wow. So San Diego is kind of in the in the blood, you know. My dad. It's funny because yeah. and you know you know Paul. You've been around here a long time. I, I love hearing the stories about uh San Diego twenty thirty years ago. Like anywhere else, you know, less less people and my you know listening to the stories of my dad riding his motorcycle around everywhere where all it is is office buildings and, and, and apartments now. You know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's the same thing where I grew up. We when we moved there in 1970 or 71, I was just a little kid, but I'd ride the motorcycle out of my garage, ride down the street, make a left, and then all of a sudden it just turned into dirt. And you could just where ride. Were you at? I was um on the on the east side of like San Diego State. It's called Del Cerro. Oh yeah, um, okay. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I went to Patrick Henry High School, but all over there it was just it, it was nothing. Now it's all homes and everything else as you can imagine, but man, we could just ride as far as we wanted. We'd go over this Cal's Mountain all the way to the Santee Sand Pit yeah. where Marty yeah. Tripes used to ride. We could ride yeah, back. Yeah, my dad was Most out of, there all the time with Tripes and and Moats and all those guys. The sand, oh, yeah, like cool. the sand out oh, in right, Ocahone okay. and in Santee and stuff. It was sand for miles. Like I didn't really like yeah. it because I didn't like the sand that much. But man, those guys would just fly out there. You know, everyone had their Honda Elsinore 125s, and I had like a Yamaha YZ 125C model, <laughs> like one of the first mono shocks and stuff. Because my dad worked for Yamaha, so I got all the good stuff. But uh, oh, no, yeah. it was San Diego was amazing back then. Isn't Brock Lover also from San Diego? Yeah. Yeah, Brock Lover used to ride. Mm-hmm. He he was from El Cajon, so he was he was a bit east of me. But everyone used to ride around in the same places. He was a he, yeah. Everybody was, was there. That guy was gnarly. He he used to ride. His dad they built a track like you could. He actually built a track like on public land, you know. So it was like no big deal back then. But his dad <laughs> made a they made it this big long. It was the longest motocross track. It was like you know for me it seemed like a half an hour for one lap. But he would <laughs> he, he would actually ride his motorcycle 
And wherever it ran out of gas, then he would push it back to the truck, no matter where he was, to put gas in it. And that was like his training. Oh, it was yeah. pretty hardcore. Wow. But if you know Brock, you know that's kind of how he is. So, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, guys, um, yeah, let's uh, let's let's put a wrap to this thing. And and Jake, uh, again, we're really happy you're back. I think it's a great deal with with Steve Scheibe. I think that's going to be a nice little team for you and a nice little yeah. way to get back into the series. I think the bike will. The bike will be good, and I think that the new one will be even better. So we're we're looking for uh, for good things for Jake Gagne this year. So again, thanks for for coming on the show, and Sean, thanks a lot. And uh, Jake, give us a parting shot, and and we'll get out of here. Yeah, thank uh, thank you guys. It's uh, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you guys this year and being part of the action. And uh, uh, props to you guys for doing for doing this. This is cool. It's always uh, it's always fun and different to you know, get a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff or talk about the stuff you don't get to see on TV. So right on. So I'll be back. Take care. Anytime anytime you guys want to, want to, want to, want to talk, just let me know. Yeah. Take care of that. We'll have you back again and get better and uh, keep eating those veggies and we'll talk again soon. (laughs) Definitely. All right. Thank you guys. All right. All right, guys. Take care. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah.